Oh, hey! Sorry I didn't see you there, this is an audio medium. If you grew up on Disney Channel shows and DCOMs, my time machine is ready for you to take a journey back to those golden days. Quick! Before the time reaches 8-7 Central! to the Time Machine Podcast with me, Mika Stogna. And it's your annoying next-door neighbor, me, Hunter Martin. Ha-ha. <laughs> <laughs> I think I'm going to try that out. Just, like, put some random thing for my name. I just hate saying, hi, I'm Hunter. Yeah, that's it. what we... We do that on my GSSG. What do you say? It, we change it up depending on the episode. But, mm-hmm. like, we just did an episode on Pokemon, and we were, Charlie was like, I want to be the very blessed Charlie Allen. I know. <laughs> That's it. Well, we'll see how long I'll remember to do it. Yeah, you'll probably forget next week. And those of you who don't know what YGGS stands for, what does it stand for, Becca? It's my other podcast that if you listen to the full episodes of Wait for the Plugs, <laughs> you'll hear about. The Plugger Wuggersons. Um, how's your day? How, how'd it go? I, I guess it's fine. I just got home from work. Yeah, I mean, I've been wearing... Uh, I worked all day, but I put on swim trunks to work. So that can just tell you how it's going. <laughs> I just haven't done laundry. And I just had to wear swim trunks. And but the swim trunks I have on and I wore today are just gray. And so you don't really know they're swim trunks from no one. No one knew, so... That that's a little secret that everyone who's listening now knows. So, huh? Oh, I was just telling everyone about my swim trunks oh, that I wore today. I was today. gonna say, were they? Um, did you wear them as underwear or did you wear them as shorts? Underwear? What? I wore them as shorts. Okay. <laughs> you think? You think I wore bathing suits and then put another pair of pants over them? <laughs> I don't know. I would look so bulky. <laughs> Maybe you're trying to be like Mitchell Musso and look bulky for the first day of school. Uh, <laughs> no, that was not. No, Becky, you have to tell the story about the person who rode into your restaurant and said they're going to bring their dog. Oh, my gosh. Uh, earlier this week, we had a reservation pop up and through our online portal, like people can leave reservation notes, like if it's their anniversary or somebody's birthday, like whatever they want. And these people left a note that said... We will be bringing our champion English Setter Spaniel Tina to enjoy some of your good home cooking. <laughs> I love Becca posted it on her Instagram and I laughed so hard. Which because of the place that I work has a dog menu. Like we have a menu oh, for dogs. It I see, I was just that changes everything. I thought this guy was just gonna bring his dog to the restaurant. I was like, is that allowed? Yeah, on the patio. <laughs> People do it all. People do it all the time. That's why we developed the dog menu. So, oh, I guess like when Starburst, Starburst, Starbucks, you can get like a little puppuccino. Yeah, it's just like biscuits and gravy, or like two pieces of bacon. Ooh, well, call like, me a dog, cause woof woof. That is my I order. I literally like one time a kid ordered just biscuits and gravy for me, and I rang it in off the dog menu. <laughs> is it cheaper? It can be. Yeah, well, cause it's for a dog. <laughs> well, is it like smaller portions? Yeah. Mm, what if I had smart. served it to him in a dog dish and been like, bark, bark, little boy, and then <laughs> he like, would, walked away? He probably would have loved it. So did you serve them? or No, I did not. I so was you, not... Didn't, you didn't see the grand dog? I, I did catch a glimpse. Mm, and was it grand? Did it deserve a shout out? I don't know. Mm, that's, well, well, I guess we'll never know. I guess not. Do you wanna do you wanna know some things though? Some news? Yeah, let's let's do some four one one. Let's do some four one one, everyone. All right. So first story. We're continuing our our continuation of the Christy Carlson Romano Chronicles. And in her recent YouTube video titled How Katy Perry Got My Record Deal, <laughs> she chronicled a contract with a record executive that Christie supposedly lost to Katy Perry. Christie recorded a track called Just a Song, which you can actually hear on YouTube, where Katy Perry was the demo singer. 
and while working with the Recute executive and a group called The Matrix. Their group was also working with Katie, and both Katie and Christy Carlson Romano were both artists hoping to secure record deals with similar labels at the time. Christy said she and Katie met at a dinner with other musicians, and she told her about the executive, the record executive that she's maybe signing with them and recording just a song and among other things. And then later, Christy learned about a month later that she no longer had a contract, but Katy Perry did. Mm. So if you want to watch the full video, she's once again walking in some neighborhood and bugs are going crazy. But she went on and on to say that she's glad she didn't become like a singer like that because she they tried to make her into like a pop person, but her voice is not pop. Yeah. And she said other Disney stars at the time, that was their lane and they were doing great at it. But for she just wasn't. She wanted to be like a more of like a singer songwriter like Cheryl Crow and stuff like that. And but it just didn't it didn't work out. She ought to change her name to Christy Clickbait Romano at this point, you know, like as much she's dropping the hots every week. I like I hope she's been very consistent with her uploading. It's been literally every week. And so I just love when it's about mid Tuesday because she like yes. puts a pr- she uploads the thumbnail and it's like the video is going to come out tomorrow. So you can see the thumbnail. And oh, it just makes me happy. I love this era of Christy Carlson Romano. She's tom- this week. She's dropping her 9-11 story, <laughs> whatever that means. It's just the thumbnails is what gets me. The thumbnails. It's always her like making some kind of face and then like something like some kind of clip art or like something the, in the background. The, the, the thumbnail of this 9-11 video is her like smoldering, not smoldering, but like, oh, no. And like a picture of the Twin Towers. I'm like, Christy. Christy. Anyway, <laughs> anyway, will I be watching that? Yes. Will I be continue watching whatever she puts out if it's stuff like this? Answers yes. That's what I'm here for. You know, that is mm-hmm. what I'm here for. All right. You want to hear the next story? Yes. All right. Zendaya says she refused to have her first kiss on the Disney show Shake It Up. Oh. So a first kiss can be a very personal thing. And that's exactly why Zendaya wanted to keep her own experience private. She was interviewed with British Vogue and she uh, for the cover story. And she said, I remember being on Shake It Up and being like, I'm not going to do this. And this was uh, around the show. Shake It Up aired from 2010 to 2013. She says, I'm going to kiss him. She said she told the people working on the show, whoever that was, directors, producers, writers, whatever. I'm going to kiss him on the cheek because I haven't kissed yet. So I don't want the kiss to be on camera. So... How about that? They told her to shake it up Zendaya. She said, Mm-mm, not me. Why is she being asked about that now in the year I, 2021 when she's like on top of the world? I don't think for British Vogue, they sat her down and said, so did you have your first kiss on shake it up? I think it was just about being uh, like not like having your opinions be heard and having like, okay, I think so it, she she probably brought it up then. Like, yeah, I think it okay. was just like, I think it was just like, how have you? Like you're such a strong voice in the community, and like you're all you're always known to be so strong. As a child, were you like that? I'm sure she's like, oh yeah. When I was 12, they wanted me to kiss someone on Shake It Up, and I said no because I never kissed one someone at that time. I love the story of Zendaya. I really do. I know the rise. I feel like she's the only one from that era. Of sh- she is. What, what 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 was on the Shake It Up? The absolute remember. on top of the world rise of Zendaya and the fall of Bellella Throne has been just they, wonderful to chronicle. Do you think they text? No. Do you think that, I need to, after this, I'm going to look up on their Instagram, see if she follows them. If uh, she follows Bella Thorne. I love to do this. Look, I love to go back at Gozars and see who follows who and be like, oh, well, why don't, the person follows that person, but that person doesn't follow back. And you're like, you're wondering why. It's very interesting. She, she does follow Bella. <gasps> All right. So they're good. St- I, I didn't think they had a fight or anything. They, no, it's they, just... they do follow each other. Oh, well, that's good. I don't think they had a fight. They're just like, they're so different. And Bella is like such just garbage now. <laughs> uh, well, we are happy that Zendaya is keeping keeping it up. Keep she's keeping shaking it up, shaking up the music mm-hmm. industry, music industry and the film industry. She did give us one 
absolute flame single and then never like release another album which was awesome <laughs> i mean Re- replay oh yeah i love that there's tiktok videos of her dancing at a mall to perform that song they're so funny they're so so funny i'll just let you one when i find one all right last story raven simone was recently on a podcast and she revealed that disney asked raven what she thought about her character being written as a lesbian before production started on Raven's Home. And this is what she she said. She said, there were conversations before the series started and I was asked the question, would you like Raven Baxter to be a lesbian? And I said, no. She went on to say, the the reason I said no wasn't because I wasn't proud of who I was or I didn't want to represent the LGBTQ plus community in any way. It was because Raven Baxter is Raven Baxter. There was no reason for me to change the human that she was in order to fix the actress that played her. And she said, I didn't want to change who she was when you really start blending your personal self with your character self, it's even harder. And she went on to say that she will always be referred to as Raven Baxter. And she loves that. So another reason was like, everyone already, already thinks I'm Raven Baxter. I just don't want any more comparisons and yeah. then it's just like so like interchangeable yeah and it's not interchangeable. like you don't just because you're gay doesn't mean the character that you're playing has to be gay right you know like straight people get cast in gay roles and we're always like ooh, but like so would you weird. going back to when raven's oh she also said in the uh in the podcast interview she said but <laughs> i did say i didn't want raven to have any boyfriends on the show she goes, I wasn't going to kiss anybody. She goes, and Raven was going to start just wearing pants. <laughs> and then she also said, there's already undertones about me and Chelsea living together with our kids. So she goes, I really didn't need to <laughs> well, do more with that. There you go. Um, I did. I do have to say, I did notice when we would watch the episodes of Raven's Home that Raven Simone as Raven Baxter was exclusively in pants and tennis shoes. Yeah. But if you watch That's Raven, Raven is always in high heels. Except for when um, when she did the no pie number, she did have on a dress. Oh, yeah. So would you be going back to, like, say, Raven's home premiered and it was revealed that she was a le- Raven Baxter was now a lesbian. What would you think? I probably wouldn't have thought anything of it. You wouldn't I would have just been like, okay. You were like, wow. Hmm. But, yeah, I mean, we love some, uh, we love when Raven Simone makes the news. We sure do. It's all. It's always so interesting. It's yeah, never. Yeah, Hunter, Hunter was like, I don't know if I'm gonna put this in the Disney 411, and I was like, but we probably should. And then it started picking up traction, and then like E News said something about it. So then we were like, all right. Well, because I saw it on TikTok, someone like screen recorded them listening to the podcast, and I said, and I really only pick the news stories that are like on like official websites because that's yeah. what I that's what I read. I read the articles, and I said. I think I, I want to because it's interesting. But then I saw it on Twitter and then BuzzFeed, then People Magazine, then E! News and said, oh, well, it's a done deal then. So there you go. That's all the 411 you're getting today. All right. <laughs> well, well, friends, time travelers, I hope today you're ready to bust your move because everybody's in the groove. What? You got to lift to party. Oh. Bust your move. Everybody is in the groove. Tell the DJ to play our song, Are You Ready to Rock and Roll? Okay, don't yell at me. I'm sorry. <laughs> I have a Jonas. Um, my grandparents gave me a Jonas Christmas ornament when I was in middle school. And if you, it's like a picture of them. And if you push it, it plays lift to party. Jeez. And it's my, it's my favorite part of Christmas is putting that up every year. Well, I love the segue. I'm just mad I didn't realize it. It's okay. I apologize. I'm not mad, I'm not mad at you. You're not, you're not mad at me. You're mad at the situation. Today we are talking about the first episode of the TV show Jonas. Mm-hmm. Which I... Did we find out if this was supposed to be the episode that aired first? Well, it was the fifth episode in production. Mm. Um, but the very first episode they filmed was epi- uh, aired as episode seven. But I read the description. And it doesn't seem like it's a first episode. Yeah. So like, maybe they just structure. decided not to put any setup in it at all. Right. Which is classic Disney. If you notice, all the great Disney Channel shows always have great first episodes. Except that's a Raven. That's a Raven kind of has like where you just like dipped in. 
and that's it. But anyway, yes, we're talking about the first ever episode of Jonas. And Jonas ran from 2009 to 2010. This episode That's it? Mm-hmm. Only Only two seasons. Wow. Uh, This episode we're talking about is called Wrong Song. It aired May 2nd, 2009. And I'm going to give you some little um, facts, you know, because this is kind of the first time we're talking about Jonas. And it was the first series on Disney Channel to premiere on a Saturday night part of a deliberate strategy by Disney to open up the night to original programming and compete with Nickelodeon's traditional dominance of that evening. So it was paired with Wizards of Waverly Place to try to take um, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. But then uh, it wasn't really getting the ratings at one it Disney was looking for, so they switched it to Sunday. And Sunday it was with Hannah Montana and Sunny with a Chance. It was Disney Channel's second lowest rated live action series premiere in nearly four years. Wow. That uh-huh. really surprises me. Do you know do you know what's really gonna surprise you? What? One of the co-creators of Jonas co-wrote Shrek. What? Yep. What? Co-wrote Shrek. That's crazy. I didn't realize that this guy wrote Shrek because it does not track and how it's Shrek no. is pure cinema. And this is something else. This but is the show bad? Jonah. Yeah. It's okay. I, I will yeah. say I did laugh a little bit. Really? So the show that ended up being Jonas was kind of structured like the Partridge family, the monkeys, those shows in the 60s and 70s. And it was reported that the Jonas Brothers watched those episodes for like three straight days to get ready for it and kind of get the tone and have that as like a, a fun music show. But you, Becca, you saw a TikTok that kind of gave another backstory of how this show kind of... There was a different show initially that was still called Jonas. Mm-hmm. Because Star- this one is also known as Jonas LA. Yes, yeah, so kind of going more into the actual show of it. The first season was called Jonas and the second season was called Jonas L- LA because it took place over the summer and they moved to um, California because this show takes place in New Jersey. And what Becca is talking about is that there was a TikTok that kind of gave a backstory of this show. And, it, and around 2007, the Jonas Brothers had a development deal with Disney and they developed a show called J-O-N-A-S. Junior operatives networking as spies, and it was supposed to be like a spy show. Really? And I think the guy who is talking about it played their dad, dad. in the pilot. And he's also plays the dad in what the show eventually became. So he did stick around, but he, I guess that was an original pilot that was around 2007. So Nick was like 10 when they shot it. Not 10. He was really young. Well, according to some. Some things I looked into, like we all just said, it was originally supposed to be a spy show, but then the writer strike happened, and so all television production what it was stopped. And then during that time, oh the gosh. Jonas Brothers band blew up. Yeah, okay. They were okay. they were on tour with Hannah Montana. This all they tracks. did Camp Rock, and so when they got back into making a show for the Jonas Brothers again, they were like, uh they're too big to pretend they're not musicians. They can't right. be spies. So that's how the show Jonas became. So Jonas, Jonas is basically, they're still them. Like they're the Jonas Brothers. They're famous. They're in a band. I was and so just, confused. And they're just at this school for some reason. Yeah. And we don't, that's why I was asking earlier if we found out if this was the first shot episode or not because there's no setup as to like why they're going to school there and not being homeschooled or like being schooled on tour who yeah. is who is stella who is who is anyone like right it's the first episode is literally you're dropped into this world and you know the jonas brothers are famous famous enough where the where they have screaming fans and yeah and, they reference it constantly in this episode and then they're a famous band but they still go to regular school, but no one's like, there's only really one person who freaks out that they're there. So right. it's very, it's kind of like if the Hannah Montana show had Miley Cyrus 
or Miley Stewart saying she's Hannah Montana and no one cares. Yeah, except like, oh, for that's this fun. one girl. That's fun. Also, so, I have a Jonas hot take. Okay, what's your hot take? I think that Joe is the only good actor. Okay. okay. I think that Nick, at least, well, Nick was barely in Camp Rock, but Nick's acting in this episode was atrocious. Um, And Kevin only plays the himbo archetype. So he did it in Camp Rock too. He's like, oh, you're right. Oh, so, he's so stupid. Like every role they've ever given Kevin, they give him a brain cell. So a brief synopsis of the first episode that we watched called Wrong Song. It's basically about the character of Nick writes a song for this girl. And Kevin and Joe are saying, Nick, you fall in love way too fast. And he goes, no, I'm not. And then chaos ensues. And then the other plot is Stella who I guess is their costume designer for their tours and I stuff. Or is she just a girl that's their friend who's also into fashion? I think it's someone who's also their friend, but also designs their clothes. And she's yeah. testing out ripaway Velcro. Stelcro! Delcro. Which I hated. I, 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 so you think Joe was the best actor? I'm not saying that I think that he is that he's good but out of the three of them he is the only one whose mm-hmm. performance wasn't like gag inducing to me i also wrote on my notes i said not kevin being the dumb one again he's again. always so there's this so Mer- kevin. so the the disney for one story about like raven didn't want raven baxter to really to really bleed into raven simone mm-hmm. well in this show the blood is everywhere I know. Because I didn't know where this show started and the real Jonas Brothers began. Well, because they keep referencing, like, at one point, Nick says something about, read it in our fan magazines. I'm the intense one. Like, everybody yes. knows. So there's this one part where Macy pretends to be the Jonas Brothers. Macy, or, uh, if no, y'all well, don't know, Macy is the crazed fella's friend. But uh-huh. She is obsessed with Joe the most. But she's like a crazy, like screaming. And their band isn't called the Jonas Brothers. Their band is called Jonas. But their last name in the show is not Jonas. What is it? It's Lucas. I didn't even hear that. I looked it up online. Why would they do that? So Nick Jonas is playing Nick Lucas. Joe is playing Joe Lucas. And Kevin is playing Kevin Lucas. But their name is, their band name is called Jonas. So when they were screaming for the Jonas band, they were like, oh my gosh, it's Jonas. It's Jonas. And it was so weird. I'm like, no, it's the Jonas Brothers. That's why she was like, I'm a Jonas. Yeah. I'm okay. A Jonas. Why would they change it to Lucas just to taunt me? <laughs> that feels personal. <laughs> but going back to how this show is like, what is going on? Like, these are, are they supposed to be based off the Jonas Brothers? Are they not? So... They described Joe in this episode as Macy. When Macy, the crazed fan, she describes all the all the Jonas Brothers. So, Becca, you tell me if this tracks with the Jonas Brothers back in the day. Okay. okay? Joe is the cool one. Kevin yeah. is the out there and wild one. No. And Nick is the intense one. Yes. And so it's like, it's not biographical, but it is because they're, literally only changing it's so i don't like it i don't like it i don't like it speaking of macy there's a scene right at the beginning where stella has like she puts a jacket on her and she's like oh i'm fitting this for joe later and she's like joe is gonna wear this joe i was like these hands hands are gonna be well when she said these hands are gonna be joe's hands i thought immediately of the um the thing joe jonas was doing with like the plaster molds of his hands (gasps) oh yeah ago Yes, for people with anxiety flying yes. again. Yes. Oh my god. And uh we haven't mentioned yet, but the girl that Nick has a crush on in this episode is played by Bridget Mendler. Pop royalty Bridget Mendler. Yes, pre Good Luck Charlie Day. Pre pre hit song Hurricane. That hurt. Yeah. That I, song is underrated as, as hell. I do remember so Bridget Mendler was one of those actresses that disney or actors or actresses disney has where they'll put them on a bunch of shows until they get their starring show selena they they did that selena gomez they did they did that with bridget mendler 
And I'm sure they did that with other people, but I remember seeing Bridget Midler in a lot of random Disney shows until she got Good Luck yeah. Charlie. So another thing about this show is the tone is very, I don't know, like very, like it's not zany. It wasn't zany. No. It wasn't zany enough. Yes. I, most of these jokes tanked for me. And it is one of those shows. It's one of the few shows of the Disney Channel era that does not use a laugh track. Yeah, it's single cam. Which is very, very interesting. I wonder if at the time, I don't know if they could control the crowds if they did live in a studio audience. That's what, that was my thought that I didn't know if they could, but um, it's interesting that this and I think Phil of the Future were like the only two shows of this era that didn't have a laugh track. Yeah, because once that's Raven hit the ground running with uh, multicam, they were like multicams exclusively. Yeah. Because before, before that's Raven, it was all single cam. So they're in a private school, I'm assuming, just based off their wardrobe. Yeah, they do look like they're in, all in like uniforms. But do you know what annoyed me? That everyone has a different variation of the um, uniforms. Right. Did you go to school with anything like that? I know you went to a private school at one point. I did. Um, well, actually, so when I was in third and fourth grade, we didn't have uniforms. We just had like a very, a, a relatively strict dress code and then once i hit fifth grade they switched to uniforms so but it was pretty much the same it was like all the skirts had to be the same you could wear leggings under it if you wanted to but that was it and then you could either do capris or like long khakis but it did have to be khakis and it was either pants capris or shorts and it was all polos of just like five or six different colors. So the only variation that we got was in the colors of our shirts and the like nine pairs of shoes we were allowed to wear. But you so can I have those. But you can have those options. Yeah. So does that track with what the show was showing? How like people had the quote unquote ward uniforms they can mix and match whatever they guess wanted. It just a lot. It all looked very different. Yeah, I was. I'll, there's one scene where Nick is where, uh, carrying a plaid. Uh, the messenger book. bag. That you <laughs> wretch too. I <laughs> wretch. Me too. I said that bag is. That awful. bag looks like every horrible straight man's comforter. <laughs> I was. Just, it was just so bad to like. He walked in the scene. And my eyes immediately went to the back because it's just so off-putting. It was it's atrocious. Really like, it's like someone dipped a messenger bag in a <laughs> vault full of plaid paint and brought it back <laughs> oh, out and gave yuck. it to Nick Jonas and said, get in the scene. So I will say, so bad. I, basically the plot of this is that like Nick is like really into this girl and he's going too fast and he writes her a song and she learns the song. Um what did you think of Nick having like hundreds of photos of Bridget Mendler in his locker? I knew. Okay, so one thing I did enjoy about seeing this is because I think I've seen this once when it aired, and that was it. I've probably seen it before too, because I know I did watch this show a little bit when it was on. I barely watched it, um, but I will tell you, they were talking about how Nick, you're going to get obsessed, and he's like, "No, I'm not." As soon as he opened the door, I was like, there's going to be a million pictures of her in, her in the locker. And there was. And sure enough, talk about a... We talked about the Disney Channel locker of this universe. These lockers look like... Every locker had... Like, Kevin was giving getting smoothies out of his locker. Stella had all her wardrobe in the lockers. Nick had a psychotic <laughs> breakdown in his locker because all the pictures... <laughs> I said, this might oh take the God. cake of well, then the, a, a the single... Outside... Wait, but this might take the cake as a single Disney Channel episode with the most absurd locker moments. You're very right. But then add on top of that that like the outside of the lockers are all like red, yellow, and green. Like a mixed yeah. bag of pasta. <laughs> pasta. Yeah. The It was just... Also, again, Nick just kept going on the serious one. I'm like, the this, whole is, time. this is autobiographical. Bi- um, biographical, whatever. The scene with 
Stella and Macy, where she was making Macy pretend to be a Jonas so she could snatch her clothes, and they both yeah. just started screaming far too much. It was everything far was too, too much. much. Please, like, just pretend to rip the shirt. You don't have to do that. Also, I felt bad for Kevin and Joe because they had no plot in this episode. I know. Their only plot is to be like, what's Nick doing? Right. I said, it's... what a horrible first Ugh. episode to air. I where know. Two of the main stars are literally just commenting about what's going on. But with we did have quite a twist. Yeah. Another well, wait, th- hang on. Before we get to the twist, okay, there yeah. is that one scene where they're in their house. And um, there's sheet music everywhere because Nick writes the song for this girl. And he's bas- he's just changed every Jonas Brothers song to add her name in it. Yeah, they're like SOS Penny, When You Look Me in the Eyes, Penny. Penny. Burning up for Penny. And then the dad comes in and gives a, a terrible performance for, <laughs> for like a scene where he's like, you know, your mother was the 23rd love of my life. I passed 22 other girls on the school bus and then I saw her. <laughs> and Joe, Joe is like, boom, goes the dynamite. Like Nick just got roasted for it within an inch of his life. There was one. Terrible scene. <laughs> there was one scene that did make me laugh. And I'll tell you what it is right now. The scene where Kevin and Joe are talking at the locker and they're mm-hmm. like, you want to play a game? He's like, yeah, let's, let's play. What am I thinking? Like, okay. And Joe goes, uh, he's someone famous. And Kevin goes, oh, is it me? And Joe goes, no. And Kevin goes, oh. Is it Will Smith? And Joe goes, yes. How'd you know? That just made me laugh because it was so stupid. It is. It was stupid. Um, But going back to Becca talking about the twist. Yes. One of the fun things yes. about watching this is I don't, I don't remember anything. I don't remember anything about this episode. And I thought the plot was going to be because uh, is this before or after Nick says she can record it. It's after. After? Okay. So he plays the song for her. And she he's like teaching wait, her wait, the wait, song. Wait, 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 wait. Before we go into that, we have to talk about the music element in the show. Well, I mean, she just is like, what would it take for, like, can you teach me how to record my demo? And he's just like, yeah. We'll no, yeah, but d- does that take place after the, like, fantasy sequence or, or before? Oh, it takes during. I forgot about yeah. the fantasy That's, sequence. When I brought when I brought that up, you looked at me like you're like what? I was so confused. I completely forgot about it. Yeah. So if I remember correctly, I watched this an hour ago. If I remember correctly, <laughs> this show has a like a music el- obviously has a music element, but there are like yeah, many many music videos in the show because they're the Jonas Brothers, obviously. So Nick is playing the girl Penny his song that. He wrote for her and then it transitions into a dream sequence where he imagines penny as a angel and she has angel wings walking through the school but it's like this nice like slow song but then penny just keeps knocking everything over with her angel wings and i thought that was funny you thought i thought it was terrible i thought it was funny no i said the comedic elements aren't working with this song that was okay very true they, they just weren't working no i just thought it was funny to like it was an idea. It's a funny idea to have like angel wings, but then have them be smashing shit. Yeah. But I guess it didn't really like work with the sequence, but like the idea of itself, I think is a good idea. Yeah. It just wasn't. It's as, it's, it's as close as I'm going to get with this one. Yeah. It just wasn't, wasn't, wasn't working for me. I will have to say was not working for me. All right. So, so she's got a gig. She's got a gig. Cause she's performing. She said, Hey, I'm performing at this. CBDBs, uh, which timely that would probably be a dab bar today <laughs> like it'd be a legal weed bar yeah <laughs> CBDB. and nick said i want to come yeah and penny's like no 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 i'll be too nervous well so then they, they take s- a they take a page from the book of raven baxter <laughs> and they at- show up in ridiculous disguises if but can I say if this is Raven some Raven Baxter disguise, it'd be like a full security costume. <laughs> she would like pretend to be the table. <laughs> Raven would pretend to be the security officer and get backstage and be like, do you feel secure back here, ma'am? <laughs> yes, exactly. And then she'd be like, if you need a little kiss or something, kiss for good, <laughs> kiss for good luck, ma'am. <laughs> 
But Nick, Nick, Joe, and Kevin put on the disguises and then they just sit out there and make jokes about how they look, which is like... And it's like literally like something you can buy at Party City. It's nothing nothing elaborate. So Penny gets up and starts singing. Yes. And so I didn't remember this at all. I thought thought it was going to be that she's a terrible singer and Nick didn't know how to break the news. That's what I thought it was going. Mm. Because she was like getting up and she's like, oh, I'm too nervous. Like, no, it's okay. That's where I thought it was going. So Penny gets up and starts singing the song that Nick writes for her. And so yes. Joe and Joe and Kevin are like, um, dude, that's the song you wrote for her. And Nick's like, it's okay. I wrote it for her. She can do whatever she wants. And then she stops and goes, wait, before I, I want to credit this song, like I want to, I want to dedicate this song to the most amazing guy. I will and just Nick, say, Nick does the finger guns. He does. That made me laugh because I said, what are those finger and guns? And she goes, my soulmate Jimmy and this boy wearing a shirt that says I heart Penny <laughs> stands up and like waves at the crowd. Some some sad extra who got who, like her, a ten dollar yeah. pay and bump. He got bump a ten dollar pay. pay bump to put on that shirt. So she has a boyfriend. And Joe's wearing a monocle and a mustache, and the monocle falls off his face into his water when she says that. <laughs> and I said, not bad. And then Joe puts on his fucking Stella Velcro pants inside out so he gets stuck to the booth. And I just didn't care about the episode anymore after <laughs> After the twist. <laughs> I know. So but they still have to he said that Penny could still record the demo. Yeah. So she comes over to record the demo and Nick's like, I don't want to do this. And Kevin and Joe slide down firefighter poles into the kitchen, which why it was in Princess Diaries also. <gasps> yeah. Why why are fireman poles I think they live a big in a... element of Disney interior design? Well, did you see the establishing shot? I think they live in an old firehouse. They probably do. Also, before we get onto that scene, since we're talking about establishing shots, the transitions, when it's just like them in a white them. background just playing their instruments. I didn't like that. I didn't either. It was really I it felt like me. fans it felt like fan service. <laughs> Of just like, oh, the girls are watching the show. Let's give him a shot of Joe flipping his hair. (laughs) (laughs) Literally, it was just them smiling, playing guitars and stuff. It was weird. Yeah. But Nick is grumpy, wumpy. He he is the intense one. He goes back up. He tells Penny the truth. That he wrote the song, not for her to sing, but about her. Because he liked her. And she's like, oh, well, I feel bad. I can't sing the song now that I know the truth. And he's like, no, you should still do the demo. Like, what will Jimmy say? And she's like, oh, <laughs> I broke say? I broke up with him because he didn't like the song. She's putting a lot of power in that, that song. That baffled me. You would break <laughs> up with this man who you called your soulmate in front of everyone at the CBTV. But it's not, it's not even a song she wrote. I know. She's basically she performing. Like, Anyone who doesn't like a song that awesome just doesn't get me. Uh, I'm sure you could have talked about it first. I'm, no, he doesn't get Nick. <laughs> he doesn't get Nick. Jonas. He well, gets the, you. He gets you, Penny. It was basically just so they could still sing the song together and Nick could feel a little less bad. But I was just, my jaw j- dropped when she said I broke up with him. <laughs> <laughs> like over, that's like saying like, hey, do you want this piece of gum? It's bubblegum flavored. Oh, I don't like bubblegum. Well, <gasps> this relationship isn't going anywhere. We're over. <laughs> Why'd you break up? They don't like bubblegum. Bubblegum flavored gum. Like, I'm sure you could have talked that one out. I'm sure it was, hey, I didn't like the song. It was okay. I think it was like, are you serious? This was written by Nick. Yeah, he was probably just like, hey, that was okay. I'm like, I know you didn't write it, so it's not personal to me. That's the thing. She didn't write it. It Maybe he's also just like a metal fan. Like, I don't know. Maybe he can't. Maybe he doesn't have like the ear for music. Well, do you think she made him wear that shirt or do you think he wore that shirt of his own accord? What if someone walked in and said, had an I Love Becca shirt when they were watching you perform? I would throw them out. Well, <laughs> see, okay, Penny, you can't make, you can't, he, he wore an I Love Penny shirt for God's sakes. I know. And you're going to break up with him over a song? Ridiculous. We need, we need a Penny spinoff to get more information. Good luck, Charlie. Good luck, Charlie is the sequel to this. And if you're going to break up with your boyfriend over a song, well, good, good luck, luck, Charlie. Charlie. <laughs> good luck, so, Jonas. 
The final scene of the episode is Stella putting her Stellcrow to the test. She tells Macy, the crazy fan, to guess which Jonas is wearing the Stellcrow and go up and tear their clothes off. And because she's obsessed with Joe, she tears off his clothes. Joe was not the one in the Stellcrow. The episode ends. Wait, that's I didn't remember that at all. That's how it ended. Not, that's not a good. That's not a good uh, experiment. She no, was like to put them in the middle of the school hallway and just be like, guess which boy has the tearaway clothes. Wait, no, but a fan doesn't care. Right. Stella should have put them all in Velcro clothes and had a bunch of fans go after them. And then when they leave, realize their clothes are still intact. Not okay, fan. <laughs> guess. Just yes. go tear apart the clothing of the band member you like the most. And see if they're naked after. <laughs> go for it. That's like giving yeah. candy to a child. What do you... Th- so Kevin is obviously older than Joe and Nick. Mm-hmm. How old do you think... Okay, so how old do you think they're all supposed to be in this show? In the show? Well, if they're still in high school, it doesn't say anything about grades. You know, so right? They're all. They, are they all in the same? So the one? show premiered. The show premiered in two thousand nine. Mm-hmm. Heaven currently is thirty three. He would have been twenty one. He would have been twenty. <laughs> he would have been twenty one. Joe, you're telling me Joe is twenty in this show. That makes sense. And Nick is twenty eight now, so he's like sixteen. Yeah, exactly. Jo- this is bl- Kevin and Joe. They are hit- okay. So, are they going to be in the same boat as Jason Earls, the oldest high schoolers on Disney Channel? No, because Jason Earls was like thirty-eight doing this. <laughs> Not really. Well, but just- you know how the Jonas Brothers feel about this show. They don't like it, right? They didn't like it. They didn't. They thought it just wasn't a good career move, and they really didn't think they should have done the second season. Yeah, I, I remember Jonas L.A. being like way worse. I don't remember it at all. I remember watching like an episode of it, and then like I remember the re- the ratings were for it were much worse. Which maybe we should look at the first episode of Jonas L.A. and like compare these <laughs> and be like, which one is worse because this which one, one is worse? already not very good. <laughs> well, the second season was nominated for an Emmy. Why? I don't know. You got to ask for best. It was nominated in 2000 and oh, I'm sorry. Maybe. Yeah. 2010. Any word outstanding children's program, Jonas LA. So there you go. But yeah, the ratings weren't doing well. It never really did well at the start. And yeah, it really didn't. So when it premiered, it was like I said, uh, one of the lowest, rated live action it was the second lowest rated live action series premiere in nearly four years yeah but it was the best uh ratings in that time slot in eight months and 73 percent of viewership were female makes sense (laughs) but the the hollywood reporter said that the jonas tv show didn't do poorly exactly it's just that one expects the premiere of a show by heavily promoted major Disney brand like the Jonas Brothers to make a bigger splash. You would. Maybe it was because Camp Rock had just come out. Camp and Rock we were Camp- already like... Do you think they were just overexposed at that point? Maybe. Because we already knew that like the Jonas Brothers weren't the best actors, which I think is why Joe was the focus of Camp Rock and like Kevin and Joe are barely in it. And Camp Kevin Rock was not... That's what I meant. Kevin and Nick are barely in it. Joe is more at the focus, but he's still not in it as much as Demi... And Camp Rock wasn't focused on them. Like, Jonas is focused on them, and I don't know how many people honestly wanted to watch the Jonas Brothers act. Right. I think it was just basically like, well, we get the Jonas Brothers from their music. We don't want to watch them be fake people. Yeah, we don't want to watch them be, like, goofy versions of themselves. I don't know. Like, it's just not... It's weird. Yeah. Because they didn't give them anything to do, like, character-wise. They're literally just doing, like, themselves. Yeah. It's, it, it's, it's, yeah, I think that was the reason. You're like, well, I already, it's not like it's a reality show. It's not like 
Yeah. And I think I think what hurt the show is the Jones brothers were big at the time mm-hmm. already. And I think it's hard to go backwards in your mind and be like, oh well, they're playing characters. So Yes. But they're and playing this but was it's, also I, I think I think it may have been different if they were playing very different. Something yeah. different. 2009 and 2010 were also after a little bit longer and Lines, Vines, and Trying Times had already come out. So they weren't really like releasing anything that people cared about anyway. Yeah. So it so, may have just been right around the time of the Jonas drop off and maybe this just ushered it in a little bit faster. Yeah. I mean, I agree. This episode, this show, this episode, what am I saying? This episode in blah, blah, blah. My mind. Show? The show? The show ended in 2010 and Lines, Vines, and Trying Times came out in 2009, mm-hmm. which was their last album with Hollywood Records. So this was kind of towards the end, the beginning of the end of their relationship with Disney. When, do you know when in 2010 Jonas ended? Yes. Like, it was ended, it even a full year? It ended... October 3rd, 2010. So it was like a year and like five months. Yeah, May 2nd, 2009 to October 3rd, 2010. Wow. Two seasons. So there there you have it. That's well, is it, Jonas. Is it time for a peek into the wonderful, wonderful jokes of Jonas? I think so. And what we're referring to is you're watching Disney Channel. You're reading Disney Channel. You're, you're, you True. fool! It's your favorite segment. It's my favorite segment. Sorry, this the Jonas, the Jonas brain. The Jonas brain. I agree. So yes, you're reading okay. Disney Channel. You're reading Disney Channel. All right. So this is my favorite segment. Even if I don't get the title right, it's my favorite segment. Anyway, so we're going to read a scene from a particular show or movie we're talking about, and this episode is called Wrong Song, the first ever episode of Jonas. So we are going to read a scene. From Jonas. The problem so, with Jonas is that there's three leads and two right. of us. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, whoever. So, in this scene, it's the scene where Kevin and Joe catch Nick crushing on Penny. And so they grill him about how Nick always falls for girls way too fast. So, I think for if we do this, we need to have the person who plays Joe play Kevin and someone else play Nick because everyone's asking Nick the questions. That makes sense. Mm-hmm. So, who would you would you like to take on two roles or one? I don't know. I kind of want to see what your take on um, Joe and Kevin looks like. That means I have to do two different voices. They they really didn't. <laughs> All Just right. make the Kevin voice sound stupid, and you're stupid. fine. Okay, cool. Because that's what they did for him. All right. So I will be playing Kevin and Joe, and Nick will be played by. Becca, not the Jonas Brothers, the Lucas Brothers. The Lucas Brothers of the band Jonas. Lucas Brothers of the band Jonas. Everyone, everyone, everyone on the same page. Make fair, sure you're clear on that one. Because literally, I had a whole different book while watching this episode. <laughs> I had to struggle. Right. I, had to, I had to get a new book from the library to get on this page. You done? All right. Yeah, I'm, I'm done. <laughs> All right. All right. And action. So what's her name? Whose name? Uh, The girl you're crushing on. What are you guys, 11? I think it's Jenny or Penny. Nick, you always fall too hard, too fast. It's like you meet a girl and boom, instant love. And boom, you get dumped. And boom, broken heart. And me and Kevin are there picking up the pieces. Aw, it's Nick's broken heart. That happened like one time. Six times. Okay, whatever. But I'm taking things nice and slow. Uh, there were like a hundred pictures of, of her in his locker, weren't there? Well, that's what we thought. And scene. How do people get away with having photos of someone else in their locker? Like, you gotta open that. People go see. He had to get a picture. Take it to Walgreens or CVS. He had to get like a hundred pictures was the... You know he printed that in his house because if he took that to Walgreens or CVS, people would have been like... Why do you have a? Why is your order a hundred pictures of a, a girl's head <laughs> in color? Like I'm not like, and he had to go during school day to put 
take out all his books, all, all the things in his locker. To do that without even knowing that she already had a boyfriend. Nick is not only the intense one, he's a psychotic one. He is a little, well, if, if his behavior in the Disney Channel games of 2008 <laughs> tells us anything, I think we already knew that. You're right. You're right. All right. What's the Disney Channel lesson we learned today? Oh, my Disney Channel lesson for today is that you got to live to party, but it's not actually that. I didn't want to do that again. Well, before um, we get into that, that, that just gave me a good thought. So if you could pick any other Jonas Brothers song to be the theme song of Jonas, what would it be? I don't want to do that to any of them. Well, I like their songs. I have one. What would it be? The one where they go, um, and I know we get a little crazy. That one. I forget what the song's called. I also forget <laughs> oh, what the song's that's called. Just the, that's just the way we roll. That's just the way we roll. That's perfect for this show. That would have been a good one. I wonder why they didn't do that. Because Lift Probably- the Party is very mid as a song. It's not very I don't want to I don't want to give the argument they wanted to distinct the Jonas Brothers from the Jonas TV show because that argument does not work. It does not. Um but I think that my Disney Channel lesson is that if you're going to go Google crazy psycho over someone and write them a song, make sure that maybe they are at least available and single before you do that. Mm-hmm. I think my Disney Channel lesson is if you want to decide to uh wear a disguise so you're not being seen come up with a better disguise Very even true. though even though they weren't found out it was just so you uncreative can't just roll up to the cbdb looking like albert einstein with a right. monocle and think like be more creative yeah uh all right becca if people want to know where you get a little crazy and when you get a little loud you can see me busting my move on uh, Instagram and Twitter at hey, oh, it's Becca H-E-Y-O. My YouTube channel is Becca Stogner for my Robin Williams reviews. The Jonas Brothers are actually in the sequel tonight at the museum, so maybe have to talk about them at some point here soon. Um, and replug from the beginning, my other podcast, YGSSG, which is sort, short for <laughs> Youth Group Survivors Support Group. Check that out if that sounds like something that is interesting to you wherever you get your podcast. I'm sorry, I'm, I just have to reference the Zendaya song we talked about earlier. Gonna put that plug on replay. Nice. <laughs> Crickets. Anyway, no, I'll keep I, going. I liked it. It just wasn't worthy of a laugh. <laughs> That's okay. That's most of my <laughs> joke. That's most of my jokes anyway. All right. If you want to see where I live to party and want to know what's my move is, you can find me on Instagram at Real Hunter Martin, Twitter, H Cameron Martin. And if you want to follow everything uh, about this podcast on any of the sh- social medias, just type in at Time Out at Time Machine Podcast on Instagram, Twitter, TikTok. You'll find us there. That's where we give you all the updates on what episodes and cool things. Um, rate and review us. Leave us a comment. Tell us what you like. Tell us what you don't like. DM us. Talk to us. Tell us what uh, tell us what you want us to talk about. We love communicating with you guys. We want this podcast to be fun for you because it's so much fun making it. So there you have it. All right. And until the next time we're all living to party. We will see you later, time travelers. All right, buckle your seatbelts.